Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast, produced by the Small Biz Thoughts Technology Community, with your hosts, Amy Babinchek, James Kernan, and Carl Polichuk. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Welcome to another SMB Community Podcast. I am very, very excited to have a cool guest on today. CJ Ezel is a member of the Small Biz Thoughts Technology Community, super active in ASCII, super active in pretty much everything. <laughs> so you own uh, a managed service business uh, and you have started up a couple of other businesses. And today we're going to talk about one of them, but let's start with who you are and, and how you got where you are. Sure. So, so like I said, my name is, my name is CJ. Uh, I own an MSP called Point Clear Networks, which is based out of Fairhope, Alabama. Uh, and for those of you not familiar with the Alabama geography, which I imagine is probably a majority of the folks out there, uh, Fairhope is down on, uh, down on the coast just outside of Mobile. So we're right off the Gulf of Mexico. Um, and this is actually my second MSP. So I, I owned a, another uh, IT services company called the ASI Group uh, that I started in 2002. Uh, we specialized in the dental vertical. And in 2010, I sold that company to Henry Shine, which is the owner of Dentrix, which wow. is um, nice. obviously, yeah, one, of, one of the big players in the dental world. And I worked for, for Shine for a couple of years and uh, just did not enjoy the big corporate uh, Fortune 500 environment. So I left and went back out on my own and started Point Clear Networks in uh, 2013. And um, through kind of by extension, we, you know, the healthcare vertical is seems to be once again, what, what we've, what we've been drawn into. So majority right. of our MSP So I knew that you had the background in the dental. Mm-hmm. Um, are you still doing dental or are you just doing other stuff? So as no, no, so, so dental in our MSP business still makes up probably uh, 85% of our customer base. Um, it was one of those situations where when we, when we started uh, Point Clear Networks, you know, we did a mailer to a lot of our old clients. Um, we still had an offsite backup component of our old business that we retained ownership of. And we, so we had a relationship with a lot of those clients through that. And when we expanded that back out into managed services, uh, you know, majority of those old clients came back fairly quickly. So, um, so we started, when we started up, we were, we were back a hundred percent dental. And then, you know, here we are, you know, six, seven years later, we've been able to kind of get it down to about 85% dental, but we are still very, very heavy healthcare, even so the, of the 15% that's not dental, uh, the vast majority of that is other healthcare, like uh, chiropractors, um, op- optometrists, uh, that sort of stuff. Right. So this is a bit of a sidetrack from the, the main topic, but I, I love when I hear people who are successful in a specific vertical, um, you know, can you talk about what the benefits are to you because you've done it twice now. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So, well, it's, uh, it, it, you know, the, the benefits of, of developing a niche are it's, it gives you a foundation to build repeatable processes, right? So uh, at this point in time in my career, I've probably been in, you know, 2000 dental offices uh, across the country. And so I just, you know, it, it helps to streamline my process when I go in because I know what I'm exactly what I'm looking for. I know exactly what they need. Um, and so it, it, cuts down on the amount of discovery time that I need to do. Um, it cuts down on the amount of time it takes me to build a quote and it, and it cuts down on our delivery time, you know, and then our installation time, because we're, we're able to repeat a lot of the same processes over and over. 
Um, and, and obviously, from an operational standpoint, that's that's a great thing. Um, from a sales perspective, it's nice because very, you know, I was lucky that very early on in my first business, I was able to shadow a friend of mine who was a dentist. Um, he, he allowed me to come into his office for a day or two and, and basically just kind of walk behind him and, and learn um, the, the terminology, learn the workflows, the processes, which, which really helped me then turn around and design that solution for him. And then I was able to take that and just kind of expand upon it. So um, that's kind of how we got started down the dental path. Right. Well, I know, you know, Brian Courier, Mm -hmm. Uh, I set in on a sales uh, cycle for him. And I got to tell you, uh, I was so impressed with his ability to speak the language and to be accepted as an insider by dentists. Because even though they know he's not a dentist, he used terminology that I I'd just be making stuff up, right? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And that's definitely one of the benefits of having a niche is you get to learn the language. And that is a huge benefit for us, and especially in dental, because the dental community is kind of, uh, I was just talking to somebody else about this the other day, it's it's kind of weird. They, They really like to work with people that do work specifically in the dental space in the dental space, right? So they like to feel like they're working with specialists. Um, and so when you can speak that, their language and you understand their workflow and, and you're talking intelligently about their business processes, um, it gives you a, an extra layer of credibility that the general MSP IT person is not going to have. Um, you know, I mean, anybody can walk in and say, yes, we're going to put computers at the front desk and we're going to put a firewall in, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. But, you know, then I come in behind them and I say, okay, doc, well, in this operatory, you know, do you want a 12 o'clock set up? Do you want a six o'clock set up? Are you right-handed, left-handed? Um, it, you know, where, where does, where's your x-ray head? What digital x-ray sensors do you use? So again, like you said, it gives the, you know, you know, they, they like that because they know that you understand their business and that, right. that means that you're going to help them in ways that the typical IT person couldn't. And they also have a different relationship to their technology than a lot of people. Uh, dentists actually can't do their job without technology. Absolutely. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, and that amazes so many people, you know, whenever I'm talking to people and they find out that dental is my vertical, they all, you know, the the reaction either is that's cool or really dentist, you know, because they don't really (laughs) grasp just how sophisticated the modern dental practice is. But yeah, they can't work. I mean, to to a dentist these days, their, their network is every bit as important as air and water and power. You know, it's, it's a utility. Well, especially with uh, imaging is no longer on a film. Yep. It's all digital. It, it's all digital. So they're, they're taking 2D x-rays. They're taking 3D x-rays. Um, and that's the one thing that always blows people away is when I say that, you know, we, I mean, we install CT units in dental practices, obviously not the big lay down types that you have in hospitals, but the 3D x-ray systems that they use are CT scanners. I mean, they're, you know, it's, it's a very sophisticated level of technology that you just don't expect to find in a, in a dental office. Right. Plus, and this is our, my, kind of my last note on that, we'll move <laughs> on, right. but, uh, I was amazed that the, I only ever touched a few dental offices, but they expected me to understand about uh, the sound systems that they were putting into the different operatories. And I'm like, I'm the IT guy. And they go, yep, we understand that. 
<laughs> yes, yes. To them, you are the everything, right? I mean, you are ba basically in, in dental offices, the, the IT person is the catch-all for everything not dental related. Right. <laughs> so, exactly. So, yeah, so it, they got a closet full of sound equipment. <laughs> In exactly. a closet full of technology equipment. It, exactly. And that and that's one thing that we've been able we were able to leverage when we started Point Clear Networks is, you know, because I knew kind of knew going in that that was the, the way they were, you know, it allowed us to expand our offerings into VoIP, for instance. And so, you know, it was it became very easy for us to walk in the door and say, not only are we going to provide the IT, but we're going to we're going to handle your phones and we're going to source your your Internet circuit and bring that in for you. So we really became kind of a one stop shop for them. Right. Cool. All right. So moving on, uh, the reason I actually called you here <laughs> uh, is that I was following you, as I always do, on Facebook, and you had an announcement. Uh, you've got, in fact, you had, you, you're holding up a sign. So you're creating a new offering called Cross Bay Digital Marketing. Yes. Uh, tell us the history of that and then kind of what you're, what you're after here. Sure. So, um, so before I started, so I, we have to go back to when I started Point, Point Clear Networks, because that's where the idea actually originated at. Um, in the time between when I left Henry Shine and I started Point Clear Networks, I had a had a non-compete period, a one-year one period where I couldn't work in this market. Um, so I did some work for a good friend of mine, Dan Edwards, who owns an MSP called Pact One Solutions uh, out in Nevada, which also does dental work. And so I was doing some work for him and I was traveling all the time. Um, but I knew, and, I, and, and quite honestly, I was almost at a point where I was ready to get out of IT altogether. And so I had this idea in the back of my head that I wanted to start this, uh, this small business marketing company that built websites and helped small businesses, you know, compete using the internet. And so I started working out that business plan of how I was going to do that. Um, and before we could implement that, my wife became pregnant with our our daughter um and uh, which, which was you know probably one of the best things that could have ever happened but uh of course <laughs> <laughs> but so when that happened you know that that kind of put the kibosh on starting a new venture with no clients in a new field um but i but it also meant that i needed to come off the road so that was that was kind of the birth of literally the birth of point clear networks right um so the marketing business kind of went you know, that idea kind of got shelved and put on the back burner. And then I guess about, about 18 months ago, um, or a little longer than that. So um, I, every year I take two weeks off, like I take the week of 4th of July and the week between Christmas and New Year's. And, and I take those weeks and I use them to kind of see where I am in the business plan for the coming year or any course corrections if it's mid-year kind of thing. Uh, so when I did that in July of 2018, um, we took a trip to St. Augustine and uh, I was there and, and the idea of the marketing business just came back into my head. And, and part of it was running across people like Chris Weiser and some of the other ex-MSPs who have, who have kind of gotten into marketing. And so, you know, I sat down with my wife and we talked about it and I said, man, I really, you know, I, I always wanted to do that, but we never could. But we now we're at a point where we have the MSP business where it's functioning and it can it can operate on a daily basis without my intervention there every day. So I'd really kind of like to explore this. And she said, OK, let's let's do it. And so we started um, a company called Red Five Agency which does digital marketing, but specifically for dentists. <clears throat> and because we said, hey, that's our niche, that's our vertical, we know it. So let's start so there. This isn't marketing to dentists. This is dentists marketing to their potential 
Cor correct. Yeah. So we're, so we're, we're building websites for them. We're helping like new dentists when they open their practice, we'll design their logo, all of their branding materials, their business cards, letterheads, uh, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, and then we help them run, you know, Facebook ad campaigns and Google, ad, Google pay-per-click and that sort of thing. So we started that business um, towards the end of 2018 and, and it's really done well. But the one thing that I didn't account for and that really kind of surprised me was the number of people outside of the dental space that once they found out I was building websites, they, those people were coming going, hey, can you build me a website? I need some help with that. Um, and initially I kind of pushed back against that because it wasn't, you know, it didn't fit my plan. Right. And, you, you know, it, 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 we, we're all great in the community about going to conferences and hearing people speak and, and everybody hammering into our head that we need to niche down, which obviously I've had great success doing. Um, but I came to a realization that when you're doing a startup, sometimes maybe that isn't the best idea, right? When you're first starting, you need to take money where you can kind of get it. And um, so we were, you know, we had all these people from outside the dental space, you know, asking us to do web websites and help them with marketing. And I, I, I pushed back and finally, um, about six months ago, my wife and I were at dinner, we were talking about this one particular person who had asked me probably four times to help to build a <laughs> website for him. And, uh, and finally, she was like, we just stop being an idiot and take the money. <laughs> beg you to take the money Eventually right, right right exactly right and uh and so i said okay so we we took this person on we built a website for him everything went well uh matter of fact he's it's funny because he's now actually turned into one of our biggest referral sources for new websites um but uh so so we built this website and then and it just kind of kept snowballing people coming from outside the vertical but at the same point in time i have a couple of other msp partners that i work with in the dental space who are dental dental specific msps who had been ref who refer their their dental customers to me to me for websites so i have you know, I had this business that was aimed towards dentists and I had this messaging that I was putting out there in the website and everything. And now all of a sudden I've got people who aren't dentists coming to that website. And, and so it's funny, I had, I had lunch with a, um, a potential client and we talked and we were like, yeah, let's do this. And she was, she was not, not a dentist. And a couple of days later, she, she picks up the phone and she calls me and she's like, what is up with your website? And, um, and I said, what, what do you mean? Right. So like my first reaction was the technical reaction, right? I'm like, is right. it, is it down? Did it get hacked? So I'm like, you know, scrambling, trying to figure out what she's talking about. And uh, she went, no, she's like, she's like, I went to your website and it's just all these dentists. She's like, you just love dentists or something. <laughs> <laughs> and so then it immediately dawned on me. I have a messaging problem. Right. <laughs> right. So, so we didn't want to, um, you know, change the messaging for red five because we've been building that brand in the dental space and we've got some some traction there um so we decided that we would just start a third brand you know that and that's where cross bay digital marketing came from so in january of this year we launched uh we launched cross bay and it is we're going to do those same things uh, web design social media advertising pay-per-click branding um in the general smb sector so everything non-dental will will kind of right. funnel through that very cool. So um, uh, give folks an address. Where, where should they go to see the kind of stuff you do and connect? Yes. Yeah, so, so the website is crossbaydigital.com. 
Um, and then on the dental side, that's red5agency.com, but either one of those sites. Um, and then we have, some, you know, we have some demo sites that we, that we've built out. Um, it's funny. I used to send people like, you know, when I was talking to somebody, people always want to say, I want to, let me see an example of your work. Right. So you, you would send them to a client site. Well, in, in these days in building WordPress sites and then handing the keys over to clients, the site that you build today may not look like that right, <laughs> in, right. in six weeks. Right. So, so now we've, we've just gotten to where we just build out, you know, every time we build a site for a client that we really like and we say, Hey, we would, we'd like to showcase this. Then we, we take it and clone it and, you know, pull out all of the identifying information, just make a, a demo site so that we can actually show people the work as we intended for it to be well, displayed. That's actually a really good <laughs> idea. So yeah, well, and, and, and like I said, for one thing, you can't control what customers do once you hand them the right. keys to WordPress. And secondly, you don't want to throw off their analytics either by sending traffic to their site that isn't really. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> right. Is it really for them? So building out the demo. Well, and you could just do way. screenshots day one, uh, knowing that the client hasn't touched anything. But like you said, then you got all their identifying information and so forth. So. It, Exactly. Yeah. So, so that's kind of, we kind of felt like that was a better way. So that's, so we're building out that portfolio right now, but we do have like a crawlspacemiles.com is our dental demo site that we send everybody to so that they can kind so of. So you should in. definitely put a post inside the uh, small business thoughts technology community and offer your services to MSPs there because you know, you're as a member, right. You can just post yeah. it up and then we'll put it on the, uh, on the offers page. Um, speaking of offers, uh, you have a referral program as well. We, we do. Like, like I mentioned, we, we already work with a few MSPs. Uh, we have one in, in Tennessee and one Ohio, in Ohio that we work with, but we would love to bring on more um, so that when they refer clients to us for web design and, and branding and digital marketing, um, we basically give them uh, a 10% commission of all project work and 10% of all MRR. Um, oh, which wow. when you start, when you start doing social media advertising, it's, you know, it's not hard for that to get into the thousands of dollars every month. So that could be a nice little chunk of recurring revenue for an MSP for, for simply just making an introduction. Right. So is your model business model that you build these things and you do the hosting? We, we do. Yeah. So, so it's kind of a managed, we do, we do managed WordPress. So we build the site, we host it, we provide all of the backend uh, security plugins and premium plugins, and then we take care of all, all the updates and, and whatnot. And then clients can either make changes on their own if they feel comfortable with that, or we include uh, a couple hours of admins and changes in our, in our monthly fee. So we can do that for them as well. And how many folks do you have doing this? Um, so we're right now, I think we have around, um, around 20 clients on the dental side. And then we have about a half dozen on the, the non-dental side. So we're yeah, still trying to build that up. Very cool. It's funny. I had a former client email me recently and say, Hey, you know, you built this website for us, like whatever, a hundred years ago. <laughs> right. And, and then they totally replaced it like 10 years ago. And so now they're looking at replacing it again. And she's like, they, they want like $1,500 to redo the website. And does that seem reasonable to you? And I'm like, don't ask me because I spend hundreds, if not thousands of dollars at a time. Uh, I'm constantly retooling all of our websites because, you know, 
something that's five years old is ancient in this business. Absolutely. Yeah. Pretty much if your website today is more than about three years old, it's probably obsolete um, because it's, you know, chances are it wasn't designed to be responsive. So it's not going to look well on tablets or or phones Um, from a security standpoint. It's obviously outdated, you know, especially if it's running, if it's running WordPress um, or, or, or any of the content management systems really. But uh, so, yeah, that, you know, we, and, and we hear that too. And that was one of the, one of the things that, that surprised me, I guess, about how many people came to us is because we were hearing people say, Hey, you know, I went and talked to this person and they gave me a $10,000 quote. And, you know, I went and talked to this, this company and they gave me a $5,000 quote. Um, so, so $1,500 actually is, is very, very reasonable right. um, for, for a, you know, a semi-custom or a custom site. Um, and, and we generally operate somewhere in that fifteen hundred to thirty five hundred dollar range. It really depends on what the client's looking for. Right. Um, and then we have a on the dental side, and we may end up rolling this out into crossbay, but we we also do kind of like a um, a lease model, you know. So basically, instead of them paying the whole thirty five hundred, I'll say it's thirty five hundred. Instead of them paying that all up front, we you know they pay fifty percent up front, and then we finance the back end over over three so, years. So you really do have WordPress as a service. We, re, exactly. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and I know there's, there, there are some people that love WordPress or some people that hate WordPress, but it, it really, I mean, you know, when you look at WordPress, it powers 25% of the internet these days. Um, and the community is, is so vibrant, so strong. There are plugins to do pretty much anything you want to do. Um, I just, you know, when I, cause I, one of our biggest competitors here locally uses craft um, as their content management system and they constantly bash people that use WordPress. But when I sat down and looked at them side by side, it just didn't make any sense to use anything else but WordPress. Yeah. Well, I built a community system uh, about 15 years ago and I had an in-house guy and it was database driven and it cost me like $18,000. And, you know, then the recent community that I built two years ago, I don't think it was $4,000 total A to Z, including plugins and extra software, (laughs) all the subscriptions. So the world has changed quite dramatically and it continues to change. That's the other thing is your audience changes like Mm -hmm. everybody ages and is, you know, I don't know who goes to dentists, but, uh, you know, it seems to me that there's certain audience that does all the buying and that audience changes over time. Cause even if the age range stays the same, right. It's all the parents of, of seven-year-olds, right. right, <laughs> that are buying right. Dental services. Uh, the, the parents born in the seventies are different than the parents born in the nineties. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and so at every, you know, in every office that we do, every site we do is different. Um, it, you know, because we try to take into consideration the personality of, of the office and, and um, we try, we're, we're not officially story brand partners, but we do try to follow the, the build a story brand framework. Um, we are, I am working on, on going through the story brand certification process to become one of their guides. But, uh, but I definitely believe in using their framework as, as a starting point for, for new sites. Um, but yeah, but what you're saying is right. I mean, absolutely. The, the types of buyers as they age are, are different. Um, and it's funny because I'll take dentists, for example, you know, when I look at pediatric dental sites, 95% of them um, are cartoony and flashy and, you know, uh, look like they should be on an episode of, of Sesame Street. And I get it, right? It's a, they're, they're pediatric dentists, but it's not the kids going to the website. To right, they're appointments. not buying. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's, it's the parents. So at some point in time, you need to, you know, you have to kind of balance that out. Yeah. 
So is there any sort of generalizable lesson that you take from having a niche over here, but then serving a totally new audience over here? Is there any kind of lessons that you pull out of that? Uh, oh, absolutely. I mean, there's de there are definitely lessons that we've learned in the dental space, uh, both on the MSP side and in building websites for dentists that have translated over. Um, and it, it, one of the things that I always refer back to is is the pumpkin plan from Mike Michalowicz. I'm sure you're probably yep. familiar with with Mike's work. Um, so when we pumpkin planned our MSP business, um, even though dental was our vertical, it, we were kind of amazed that we we figured out that we could actually niche down even further inside of dental, and that the general dentist wasn't the the general dentist with ten employees or less was not our ideal MSP customer. Um, because they, those guys tend to see IT as a necessary evil. You can't really have ROI discussions with them, that sort of thing. But group practices and specialists were a totally different animal, right? Those, so that became our right. ideal client, our pumpkin, so to speak, within the MSP. So, and the really interesting point for me on that is that people are afraid to get a niche because they're like, why should I stop selling to the entire universe and only sell to one small subset? And you're saying go deeper into a subset of the subset, that's where all the money is. <laughs> Absolutely. So when we, when we did that exercise in Point Clear Networks and when we realized who our ideal client avatar was and we stopped marketing to the general dentist and started marketing to specialists and, and group practices, within 18 months, our business doubled. Um, so I'm a firm believer in that. But, the, the, we, but we saw an opportunity with Red5 to, to take, you know, marketing because the people that needed the marketing help the most were the general dentists, the, the small guys. So the people that right. weren't our ideal client at Point Clear Networks became our ideal client at, Point, at Red 5. And we used to laugh, we used to kind of joke that, hey, yeah, we're helping to grow, you know, the goal is we want to grow your business, use Red 5 to grow your business so that you do become Point Clear Networks <laughs> exactly. ideal client. Um, but you so, be successful enough to get us more money. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we kind of used it, you know, a backdoor recruiting tool or, or marketing tool, so to speak. So um, so, so yeah, so there, there are lessons that you can take from learning from having niches and, and go back out into the general world. And sometimes it actually can be a little scary too. You know, we did dental for so long that when we took on our, you know, we took on a very large non-dental customer in our MSP business uh, back in 2015. And it was, it was a little intimidating almost because it was like, suddenly we were out of our comfort zone. Right. Um, That's and yeah, and, and it was a situation where we actually took over, um, th this company had an internal IT department that had, they had two employees that dropped down to one. Um, and they just reached a, a point where their CEO said, Hey, you know, we've got 75 users and we've got one IT person. This isn't working. Um, because what happens when he's out or he goes on vacation. And so we ended up, uh, you know, with the deal we worked out with him was we absorbed him into our, our business. Right. So we, we took him on board as a full-time employee because we didn't want to lose the, the, we didn't want the brain drain of him right. going away, right? So we we absorbed him onto our staff and took over their their IT department. Um, and it, and it was it was a little you know there were a couple of weeks where we were like, did we make the right decision? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm happy to I'm happy to report that that, that uh, we we still have that client today, and they just re-upped for on a, for another three years with us. So uh, so that that's always you know it's nice to have those types of success stories when you do step outside of your vertical, right? So let me step back. Uh, as a business owner, uh, talking to almost everybody who listens to this are also business owners. Uh, what do you think about running, you know, basically three brands under one company? Or I don't know if you have three different companies or, you know, 
How is it as an owner to be running three brands at the same time? Um, it, it's so we, we actually are two in terms of legal entities, we have two legal entities. So point clear networks, uh, the MSP is one legal entity. And then, uh, the mark, both of the marketing agencies were operate under a, a separate legal entity, but we do operate them as different brands. Um, it can be a little challenging. Definitely. Um, two is not too bad, but when you get to three, now you gotta, <laughs> now you have to make sure you look at the phone and, and re realize which line you're answering. Um, and when you're talking, you know, now I've got to carry three sets of business cards because I don't know which, which oh, right. I'm going to be into. <laughs> so there's some logistical challenges. Um, but honestly, from a, from, from a business owner standpoint, in terms of operating, you know, the back end stuff, it's really, it, it's kind of like having kids, right? Everybody says that once you have more than one kid, like two and three, it becomes easier and easier. Uh, I, I, I tend to think it's the same way with businesses. I mean, it, you know, starting this third brand really was was much, much easier than starting the first one because I've already been through this exercise twice. So I know what I need right. to do. I've got my processes developed. And, and so it was, it didn't take very, I mean, it took some effort, but I mean, it didn't take nearly as long to stand up the third brand as it did the first. And of right. course, by this point in time, I've been in business for, for so long that I feel like I've made probably every marketing mistake that you can make as a business owner. <laughs> and so, so over the years, I've, I've learned those, learned those lessons and learned what not to do. So every business, every new business gets a little easier. Very cool. Well, I wish you the absolute best of luck. And uh, we want to send people to the website, the Crosspoint. Crossbaydigital.com yep, is, is the website that they can go check out. Very cool. We'll put that in the show notes. And I thank you for your time. And I wish you spectacular luck with your new adventure. All right. Thanks, Carl. I appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.